Welcome to Living Truth Everyday Podcast. I am your host, Vanessa Sabalo. We will be talking about God's truth, how to walk in it, how to be sharpened by it, and how to live it out every single day. Let's jump right into it. All right. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Living Truth Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Sabalo, and this is episode nine. Glory be to God. It is officially, you know, we're going into some double digits after this one. So that's always a great thing for me. I am beyond blessed and and honored just to be able to have your listening ear for, you know, this few minutes that we're together. I don't take it lightly. So I truly am grateful for the appreciation and the support so we're gonna we're gonna continue on the topic of discernment and if you've not listened to all the other podcasts on discernment i encourage you just go back listen to it let the holy spirit minister to you through it you know take some good nuggets from it and continue just growing in that area of discernment as we hop into this episode on discernment One of the things that I said right at the end of episode eight was just like, I just could tell it wasn't over. I was like, okay, Lord, I don't, I I feel like the sermon is such a big topic to cover, especially for the body of Christ, because it's necessary for us to walk in discernment, you know, pray about having discernment, more discernment, being able to discern our environment, where we're at, our atmospheres, being able to ensure that, you know, uh, we're creating an atmosphere, an atmosphere of praise, an atmosphere of worship. And one of the things that I think is crucial to growing your discernment is time in prayer. And I know I didn't really touch on that last time, even though I feel like I can touch on prayer for everything. Like prayer is the answer for everything. And, uh, but I really do think that having an atmosphere in your home that honors the Lord, that serves the Lord, that says, as for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord, you know, Joshua twenty four fifteen. And when you begin to carry that, whether you're, you know, living with a roommate and you can, you know, consecrate your room, your 10 by 10 room, if you're in New York, your four by six room, you know, and just consecrate that area and say, you know, as for me and this place right here, we shall serve the Lord, you know, and it's still your home, right? Whether you can do that in your home, you can do that in your room. I I encourage you to do it because it's something special when you can just say like, hey, the time that I'm going to have here is consecrated to the Lord. You know, if you can, you know, empty out a closet and make that your prayer closet. Amen. If you've never seen War Room, I encourage you. If you've never seen that room movie, I don't even know how old it is at this point, but it is still super relevant and will be super powerful. But when you start creating an atmosphere where you know you're going to meet God, you know you're going to meet God in that prayer closet, you know you're going to meet the Lord, you know, in on your sofa. You know, I know some prayer closets that are right on someone's kitchen table. It, it doesn't matter the location. It's just that you can truly separate that place and say, like, I'm Lord, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor you in this place that I have here and begin to create that atmosphere of worship in your home. You know, I, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but 
you know, not allowing certain things into your home, that if Jesus was to knock on your home right now, you know, would you need to shuffle and hide something like, oh, I don't want God to see that, or I don't want the Lord to see that. Like your atmosphere should be in a, a home that's pleasing unto the Lord, not where you feel like maybe there are some things that are in my home that are not pleasing. Get rid of those things. And, and you know what those things are, but get rid of those things. But the more that you can begin to create an environment where the spirit of the Lord is hosted there, where you can have a praise bake in the middle, a praise break in the middle of the night, where you can just say, Lord, you know, encounter me, is the more that you'll begin to grow in discernment. The more you spend time with the Lord in prayer, in reading his word, you'll you'll be you'll be discerning. That way when, you know, you're driving to work or you're, you know, at home or you're, you know, doing housework or you know you're working on the car or whatever you're doing if you stop start getting these bombarding thoughts you know and 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 I think we all have gotten them at one point of our life where you start getting thoughts like you know man I should be longer I, I should be further in my career at this point you know what am I doing with my life if you start hearing thoughts of like you know I don't even know why you're around. You should just run away. Like, you know, no one cares about you. You know, these thoughts can be so intrusive. And if we don't discern that those are, that's the voice of the enemy, then you'll start thinking it's your own voice. And when you start thinking it's your own voice, then you start agreeing with the lie of the enemy. Yeah, I'm not worth for nothing. I don't know about you, but you know, Sometimes when you have these internal dialogues, have you ever thought about like, who am I even talking to? Who am I even talking to? I'm having this internal dialogue and, you know, and I'm just going to give that example, right? Like, you know, you should just, you know, your marriage is not working out. You should just run away. You know, like he doesn't really love you. She doesn't really love you. You should just, you should just pack up and go. And then you start talking to yourself. Yeah, I should. He probably don't care. She don't care. Da, 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 da. And you have like this dialogue back and forth. You ever thought about like who's responding to you in that kind of dialogue? Like it's not yourself talking to yourself. A lot of the times it's that you've entertained a thought from the enemy. You've entertained a thought from the enemy. And now you, you got to discern that like, wait, hold on. I, I tend to say this because I think it's so powerful. Like sometimes I get a thought and I know it's the enemy because I've discerned it just from like knowing like, hold on, that's not what God says about me. That's, that's not what God, what, what the Lord, you know, like that's, that's not a thought that would come from the Lord. A lot of the times I stop and I'm like, oh, you would really want me to believe that lie. Wouldn't you say it? You would really want me to believe that lie right there. You would want me to believe that I'm not going to amount to nothing. You would want me to believe that, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay that bill. You would want me to believe that, you know, um, no one at work likes me. Everybody's talking about me. You would want me to believe, you know, that I'm the black sheep of the family. And you would want me to believe all these things. <laughs> Because that's what the enemy does. He really wants you to agree with his lie. And the more that you can just discern, like, wait, hold on, something ain't right about the thoughts that are coming into my mind. I I can't, you, you can't agree with everything. Everything is not your thought. Everything it does not come 
from you know your own mind you know there there that's that's why we need the holy spirit that's exactly why we need the holy spirit to help us to help us discern to help us be able to you know quickly um you know come to our senses <laughs> like wait mm-mm, no that's 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 coming from the enemy because god wants to you know correct us he wants to be able to uplift us and encourage us and direct us that's that's what the word tells us that god wants us to do you know he calls us you know his chosen people you know god's special possession and who who, like some of those things that the enemy places in our minds just don't make no sense they make no sense but if the enemy can get us to believe it and to agree with the lie of the enemy the more we it's so hard to break that you know we sing these songs you know like chains break but how do those chains ever become chains you ever thought about like how do how do these chains come come up on me they're sneaky you know the enemy is so so sneaky these chains can easily come about come upon us and we not even know it the chains can come upon us just like that just by believing a lie no one loves me no one cares about me you start saying that every day for the next six months i guarantee you'll be in a real not good place why because you're believing the lie of the enemy the more that you can begin to have discernment is the more that you'll quickly say nah that's a lie from the pit of hell (laughs) the devil is a liar you know he he wants you to believe that lie he's he's only got the enemy's only he's got three jobs he's gonna kill steal or destroy that is his job kill steal and destroy but the word of god says but i have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly that's god's purpose for your life that you live an abundant life right and so if it's not lining up to what god's word says then you know it's the enemy if the enemy the if the enemy's trying to steal something from you whether it's your joy whether it's your peace of mind you got to know it's the enemy if he's trying to bring division discord disunity amongst your family yeah that 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 right there you got to begin to discern that that's the enemy you have to be able to say like nah i can't believe that lie because then it becomes a stronghold and then it becomes something that you have to break off of you and that's why i believe so much in deliverance because i've being a product of deliverance you know that the lord has set me free from things that i believed for so long in my life and things that I didn't even know I believed so strongly until God delivered me. He delivered me from mindsets. He delivered me from anxiety. He delivered me from so many things. And I always ask the Lord, like, how did these things even get here? Like, how can we, how, how can these things begin to just break off of people? How can we even prevent them from being something the enemy uses? We have to discern. You got to begin to discern. Discern where where the enemy is trying to hide in your life, where the enemy is trying to create that type of division, where the enemy is trying to speak to you. 
And when you can begin to discern like, "Mm, no, that doesn't sound like something the Lord would say or that the Lord would do. You, you got to quickly bind up that, that enemy, rebuke him and send him to the pit of hell. Say, I I will not agree with that thought. I stand on the word of God, but you got to know the word of God in order to stand on it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I say that all to say, that's what we're going to talk about today. The Bible says that we perish for the lack of knowledge. And some of us do. We don't know that the enemy is devising, you know, he's devising a a weapon against us. He's forging a weapon against us. And we got to believe that it will not prosper. He's he's creating that weapon and it's going to look forging that weapon. It's going to look different for each and every single one of us. The weapon that he draws against you is definitely not going to be the same weapon and vice versa. It's not going to be the same weapon. So, yeah, I say that all to say, let's get into some scripture. Let's get into some scripture because I want to I want us to take us to a place where we're growing in spiritual understanding spiritual wisdom spiritual truths hence the name living truth everyday podcast the more that we can get this into our spirits and build a really good foundation on the word of god the better we will be and the more that we can you know position ourselves to hear from god how do we hear from god we read his word how do we hear from God? We spend time in prayer. How do we hear from God? We get into worship. There's so many ways to begin to hear the word of God, but we got to get better. Got to get better at reading our word. And how do we read our word, right? The enemy will try to make you tired in 3.5 seconds. Just reading two, three scriptures, the enemy will make you tired. He'll try to distract you, but you got to persevere. You got to push through that you got to say no 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 my time here with the lord is way too important i value the time with the lord more than i do you know the laundry that's overfilling the dishwasher you know the the sink like whatever it may be you have to be able to prioritize your walk with the lord you have to prioritize your devotion with the lord you have to prioritize and I don't say you have to, it'll be in your best benefit too. You will begin to be standing, you're already standing in victory, but I truly do feel that you'll be in a better position to overcome. You'll be in a better position to overcome. You know, if um, I think about this, like if if God desires us, and he does desire this for us, that we would begin to grow in maturity and mature. And if I I I said this at one of the podcasts, I don't even remember when, but I was like, you know, sometimes we got to get our weight up. We got to begin to, you know, allow ourselves to mature. So when that these things come, we're not afraid of them. You know, when the spirit of anxiety tries to come over us, the spirit of depression, you know, the spirit of suicide, we're ready. We're like, no, man, I don't know where you came from, but you better go right back. Versus just like, oh, do I feel like that? You know, we got to get our emotions in check. There's so much. There's so much. Okay, I'm going to take us to scripture. I'm going to take us to scripture because I'm going to take us to scripture. <laughs> uh, let's go first to um, 
I'm going to go. Yeah, let's go to James first. I got a few scriptures here. Let's go to James uh, chapter one. And we're going to start on verse five. Um, yeah, let's go to verse five. If any of you lacks wisdoms, wisdoms, <laughs> I put an S there. Um, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is a double-minded and unstable in all they do. And I, 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 I truly do enjoy this because it's saying like, hey, ask, ask for wisdom. Like if any of you lacks wisdom, wisdom and discernment are so parallel together, you know, in order to make good choices, you know, judging good, um, good from bad, you, you gotta have wisdom and you gotta have discernment, right? You, you gotta be able to discern, okay, that's not good. And now what do I do with knowing the fact that that's not good, right? So discernment is knowing, right? Good and evil. But then your wisdom comes with like, what do I do with that information? How do I move forward? What's my next step? So, so you, you're going to need discernment and you're going to need wisdom. But why do I put these two things together? I put these two, two, two things together because I want us to talk about the next scripture, which is um, in 1 Kings, which is King Solomon. And he's now governing a people at this point, just to give you a little backstory, 1 Kings chapter 3. And this, the, the Lord is um, asking him like, hey, what, what do you want? In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream and asked for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, the Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, David, but I'm only a child and I don't know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here. Among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? 10. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you've asked for this and not for a long life, or or for wealth for yourself, nor have asked for death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice. I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. And I just think how crucial this is 
you know, Solomon's a young king and he's just like, Lord, I just, I just want wisdom, you know? And the Lord's like, whoa, wow, that's pretty, that's, that's honorable. And the Lord says, you know, you didn't ask for wealth. You didn't ask for anything for yourself. You didn't ask for anything but to have a heart of discernment. You, that's all. You didn't even ask me to kill your enemies. <laughs> you asked for discernment. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you wisdom and a discerning heart. And man, this is why these two things go together. This is exactly why it's like the perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They just go together. Your discernment and your wisdom. Because again, your discernment is being able to discern good and bad. And then your wisdom is the application thereof. Like if you have to make a decision or you have to discern, like, is that person a good person or a bad person? Or is this a good decision or a bad decision? Then you have to know how to then, you know, um, administer the next move. <laughs> Let me say it that way. Then you got to decide what the next move is. And that's where you then apply wisdom. And so here King Solomon is like, that's, that's all I want. And the Lord's like, bet. <laughs> that's good. Like, I like that you like that. And why do I say all this? I say all this to say, may we grow in wisdom and may we grow in discernment. And both of those things can be provided by the Spirit of God. So if that's you and you're listening and you're like, man, I really need to grow in this area, I encourage you to pray. Lord, grow me in my discernment, grow me in my wisdom. And in my experience, it's come, you know, through through time where I'm like, oh, Lord, I, I could tell that the Lord's giving me wisdom in a situation. And I'll be like, oh, Lord, that's good. Give him glory every time. Because a lot of the times I know it's not me. Sometimes people, you know, will bring me a situation and I and I'll be like, hey, just give me a minute because I'm consulting with the Lord, of course. And the Lord will give me like a supernatural answer that I know it's him because my reliance is that I need his wisdom. I need his discernment more than I need my own interpretation. That's what I need. I need more of his revelation and less of what I am interpreting or, or thinking it may be. And that's my reliance on the Lord. And the more that you can get around an atmosphere, you can, uh, again, get around people that can teach you these things and you can desire the wisdom of God in your own personal prayer time, the more that you'll grow in it. Leads me to my next scripture here. <laughs> uh, and this is why, this is why we really got to grow in it. You know, God is desiring us to begin to level up, to mature, to desire deeper things in the Lord. This is Hebrews five fourteen. And it says, solid food is for, solid food is for those who are mature, who through training and skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. And we know that that's the meaning of discernment. Actually, some versions actually say discern. And one of the things that we, we, it would be in our best interest <laughs> to truly desire more of wisdom and more of discernment as we begin to grow you the these are the things you should hunger for you should hunger for god to 
grow you in discernment and wisdom and revelation. Desire those things. Don't we we've got to come up. Yeah, we we got to come up. We got to come up from the place where we think that uh our Christian walk is more than just on Sunday. We got to get to the place where we understand that our Christian walk is every day. That the enemy is not going to stop coming after our our children, our marriage, our neighborhood. He's not going to stop. And we can't be casual in our Christianity. Uh, um, we can't have a casual Christian lifestyle. We, we got to know that the enemy is, you know, um, trying to always steal, kill, or destroy something. <laughs> whether it's in our own families, whether it's in our neighborhood. We got to be discerning. We got to be discerning. There's times that I'll look on social media and I'll see like these. Oh, Lord, help me. I'll see these fads uh, that come and go. And the Lord will truly tell me, Vanessa, that's a distraction. Like I'll see things that, you know, come and go in phases. And, and the Lord's like, that's a distraction. And I'm like, oh, Father, help us. Because there's things that the, if the enemy can keep us distracted from what's really important, then we're, our eyes are fixated on the wrong thing. Then our, our eyes are fixated on what the world is doing and not what the what's happening in the spiritual realm. I, I see certain things on social media and God's like, my people are distracted. My people are distracted. They're distracted. They're distracted on a scroll. They're distracted, you know, on just <laughs> the fake news. <laughs> They're distracted on the fake news. They're distracted. And I'm like, wow, Lord. May we may we discern that. May we have a discerning ear. May we have a discerning eye. When we can truly say like, mm, let me stop scrolling here. Like I could be doing something else. Like, you know, like, mm, let me not let that get into my heart. Let me stop that right there. Like I was saying on the last podcast, like, I'm not walking into gossip. That doesn't benefit me at all. Discernment. Where you begin to just say, mm, nope, the enemy's trying to rob something from me. Oh, he's trying to keep me away from seeking God's face. Oh, I'm going to discern that he's trying to bring division between friends you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, discernment. So, yes, <laughs> I'm telling you, sometimes I could go on on something because I feel really passionate about us not being distracted. I feel very passionate about how I can see the enemy, you know, coming after, you know, our, our young ones, coming after the youth, coming after um, you know, marriages coming after, you know, heads of households. And I'm like, we ain't got no time to play. We ain't got no time to play around because the enemy's not going to stop. He's not going to stop. You know, he, he, he wants us to continue to think it's okay, you know, to, you know, have a, have one lifestyle on Saturday and then come into church another God, God, Man, y'all we we y'all better stop playing with God. That's all I gotta say. We better stop playing with the Lord. Like He's not about that. He's not about, you know, 
you know, where you're, where, where we are entertaining the world more than we're entertaining God. He ain't for that. He's not for that. He's looking for righteous people. He's looking for people that are stand up, that'll be the same on Sunday that you are on Wednesday, same on Wednesday that you are on Sunday where you don't got, you know, an outfit for the club in, in the closet and then an outfit for church. Like if you if you can't wear your clothes that you wear on 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 Saturday night <laughs> to church, then you should probably even have it in your closet. That's just me. I mean, I, I, that's just me. All right. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm going to go here because this is, this is a scripture here that truly will, will tell you about, tell you about how your atmosphere can truly make a difference. Your, your foundation can make a difference. Your, how you receive the word can make a difference. This is, the parable of the sower and i i can say that this right here has changed the way that i have looked at the word of god in so many ways and not just the word of god but how the word is being received so luke chapter 8 and the lord is jesus is talking about the parable of the sore here, and as as he is, there comes a point where he starts trying to interpret the parable, and I, and I want you to read this when you get a chance because it's 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 a little long, and I don't want to do it any injustice, but I I want to get to this point because the Lord at one point says, "Let me describe, let me talk to you about this parable. Let me give you the secrets." In verse Luke eight verse ten, he says. Um, or let me go to verse nine. His disciples asked him, what does this parable mean? He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God have been given to you, but to others, I speak in parables so that through seeing, they may not see through hearing. They may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, in, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but they go on their way and they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they don't mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. Again, this is Luke 8, parable of the sore. And this to me, like I said, it's changed the way that I've chosen to receive the word of God. And I'm going to just put this into perspective. On a Sunday morning, when you go to church, <laughs> when you go to the house of the Lord, all of us are hearing the same word from the pastor. We're all hearing the same exact word, but it's going to fall differently 
on the hearts of the people because we've come from different backgrounds where we are in our Christian walk is different. Maybe um, what we're currently going through at that moment when we hear the word. And here's Jesus saying, listen, this seed that I'm sending out, which is the word of God, there are going to be different foundations that it falls on. And the first one it says, it says that it fell along the path. But what happened? The devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they will not believe and be saved. You get people every day in church that come in on Sundays, I should say, not every day on Sundays, that they hear the word but they're not un- they're not able to receive it because it literally says that the devil comes and he takes it away from their hearts so when we pray these things and-, and we're saying like lord open hearts people's hearts that's one of the reasons why it's so that this seed which is the word of god will plant because the enemy is out there taking away the word of god from people's hearts and you got to picture that he's taking away the word of God from people's hearts and so that they don't believe so that they don't believe and they and, and and they won't be saved and then there's some of this of the words that are spoken that fall on rocky ground the bible says that it's on rocky ground and what happens when they receive the word they receive it with joy. They're like, man, that was a good word. Amen. They receive it. But it has no root. It has it has no root. They believe for a while, but in a time of testing, they fall away. It's like they can't sustain that word. And it ends up just, just falling away due to testing, during the time of test. Right? Like something happens and it's like, boom. I can't even take in that word anymore. Like I totally forgot about what I received, you know, on Sunday and here it is Wednesday. Right? Like I've just can't even can't even remember what the pastor preached on Sunday. And that that can tend to happen, right? It's falling on rocky ground. They believe it for a while. Then and, and I, I pulled it back up on the screen, forgive me. I thought it was up. Then it's the seed that fell among thorns. Sand for those who hear, but they go on their ways. They're choked by life's worries. There are times that you are, you're, you're believing that word, you're, you're standing on it, and things get in the way. They, things just get in the way. Life's worries get in the way. And what happens? It's you're unable to mature in that particular area. You're unable to mature in that area. And the last one is, but when that seed falls on some good soil, (laughs) when that seed falls on some good soil, for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, they'll retain it. And by persevering, produce a crop. That persevering right there is that inability for you to give up. It's that inability to say, like, nah, enemy, I know this is you. I'm not going to let you rob anything from me. Nope, not today, Satan. <laughs> not today, Satan. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stand on the word of God. 
I'm going to believe it. And there's nothing that can move me out the way because I believe what the word of God says. And that's when you think of all this. And and I've been there right along with some of you guys where I can hear the word of God. And depending on the season of my life, it's either going to really rock me and change me or I'm going to find it hard to receive. I'm going to find it hard to receive. And I've been there. I've absolutely been there. And I encourage you that there's something about persevering. There's something about being faithful. There's something about not entertaining the thoughts of the enemy. There's something about saying like, nah, devil, like I'm not going to let you check choke up this word that's been given to me. I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to believe it. And I'm going to stand on Hebrews 11.1, 1, which says the faith is the substance of things not seen. And I may not be able to see it, but I'm going to believe that God's working on it in the background. And that's your perseverance. That's where you're continuing to say, like, I'm going to be, you know, patient. I'm going to endure. You know, some versions even say, and patiently produce a huge harvest. And I, I got to put this up, man, because some versions just hit a little different. On that last scripture, Luke 8, this is the NLT version. The NLT version says it like this. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it. Oh, Jesus, cling to it and patiently produce a huge harvest. They cling on to that word. They said, man, I'm holding on to the promises of God. I'm holding on to it, and I'm not going to let it go. Because God, I know God could do it. I know I, can, I know he could do it. I'm not going to let this trial, I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to let the enemy choke me up. I'm going to choke him up. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get around people that can water me in seasons and I'm feeling dry. I'm going to I'm going to pray Lord that he would send me people that can encourage me, that can water me, that can be a light, that can be some nutrition. You know, like there's so many and there's so many parables, right, on on sowing and and planting and you know, um I love that scripture. I think Paul says it like some water, some plants. And, you know, there are going to be some people in your life that you just need them to water, you know, like that you need people to just pour into you in some seasons. And there are going to be some seasons that you're going to pour into someone else, you know, some plants, some water, you know, and that is so, so true. And so I, I just say that to say, as you begin to read the word, take it in, you know, take in that word, you know, be, be able to say like, Lord, give me your wisdom. May, may, may I, may I have your discernment? You know, may I have, like, we have not cause we ask not. That's all I got to say right there. You know, when we're not asking for, you know, we're not asking to the Lord. We're not asking. Ask. <laughs> ask. So here's, here's, here's how I'm going to sum this up. I'm going to sum this up by encouraging you to ensure 
that you're hosting God's presence, whether it's in your prayer closet, whether it's in your, you know, four by six home room, whether it's in your whole house, whether it's your car and begin to create that atmosphere where you say, Lord, I'm going to meet you here. I'm going to have this covenant separated time with you. And I'm not going to let any other thing distract me from spending time with you because I know that it's important for me to hear from you. I'm going to value your voice more than any other voice that I hear. And the more that I hear you, Lord, is the more that I'll begin to discern. The more that I'm listening to you is the more that I'm going to discern. I desire your wisdom. I desire discernment to be my portion each and every single day. Because the more that I can discern is the more that I can fight off the lies of the enemy. The more I can discern is the more that I can keep myself in you. <laughs> so that is that is how I'm going to sum up this whole discernment. This whole this whole discernment chapter uh series. Let me say that this series. Desire wisdom. Desire wisdom. Desire wisdom to continually be your portion. Desire wisdom in your comings and your goings. Desire to read the word of God. Desire, you know, um, the, the Bible says in Proverbs, wis wisdom is more precious than rubies. Like wisdom is more precious than rubies. Wisdom is more valuable than rubies. <laughs> like just to kind of put that in perspective. Desire wisdom. Desire wisdom, heavenly wisdom, heavenly wisdom. So let me just pray us out right here. Father, I just thank you for this um, podcast number nine. We just ask that you would continue to grow us, Lord, in the things that concern the kingdom of God. May we continue to be aware, Father God, aware of when you're speaking to us, when you're calling us to that secret place. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, y'all. God bless you. Episode 10 coming up next. Glory be to God. Share this out, everybody. You were just listening to Living Truth Everyday Podcast. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Make sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube where we post updates about this podcast and much more. We welcome you to join us for the next episode.